This is The M Word, a Studio 52 production, hosted by Ben Earl. Here we are, episode 8 of The M Word, by myself, Ben Earl, aka The Pigeon King, aka The Bourbon Hoarder. I'm not sure if I know what's real anymore. So today's episode is going to be about some insights that I've had into the magic community and myself over the past few weeks, and maybe also hinting towards the discovery of real magic, whatever that means. So I'm going to get into that. But first, I do want to kind of explain what we've been doing over the past three weeks. It's been like a crazy art experiment, where if you just spoke to me weeks ago about doing what we've been doing, I wouldn't have kind of believed it to be true. But we've been holding nightly Instagram lives like for the last 21, 22 days straight now from the time of this recording. And, you know, it's it's revealed a lot and it's been a lot harder than I imagined it would be. It's revealed a lot about magicians, the community, what people expect, what they don't, what they want. It's, you know, it's it's made me think a lot about magic in ways that I wouldn't have thought about. Um, it's it's been crazy. So yeah, I mean, the bottom line is on Instagram. If you if you go over to Instagram Live, you can basically see me broadcasting uh, every night at eight pm for an hour, talking with some of the best magicians in the world, some of the most controversial people, successful people, talented people, like a huge range of individuals, per, you know, individual personalities, talents from different parts in the world in order to kind of manifest um, conversations that are more interesting and real and maybe some interesting stuff can come out of that. And <clears throat> that's something that I have some like larger goals for that process that I think are interesting. And I can talk about that at a later date. But for now, I just want to kind of give you a real insight into my my perspective on it, uh, just for you guys here at The M Word, as to how I felt doing that. And it's really, it's been an odd experience, you know? It, there's definitely part of it. I mean, in fact, let me see if I can do this now. I actually set this up on one of the... I actually did this on one of the episodes, right? Any of you who have seen Groundhog Day with uh, Bill Murray will recognize this if I do this. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it's been like for the last few weeks. Almost this like weird recurring sense of Groundhog Day. And in doing so, you can somehow get interesting insights into the into people and the community from that repetition. You know, it's also kind of sent me a bit do-lally. I mean, I've been dancing to Footloose, playing a Peppa Pig guitar. I think I, I produced a swan that was masquerading as a dove at some point. Uh, I've put too many bananas in my pocket, um, more than as, as advisable. Uh, I've been talking about bourbons. If, I never thought I'd been talking about biscuits, and I've definitely had too much alcohol. <clears throat> you know, I, I was at one stage. I had a. Dr I was having drinks on a Friday, and then weirdly, all the days started merging into one. Nothing felt like a Friday or a Sunday or a Monday. And I was thinking to myself, this is crazy. We're only a couple of weeks in. You know bizarre this environment that we're in has had strange effects on not just me but i think must be all of us and this weird kind of groundhog day effect um has 
made me realize that I also needed connection with others more than I realized. Initially, I saw it as an opportunity to kind of create something that I thought was special, but it's made me realize stuff about myself. Um, and I'll be honest, if you try to create an authentic space, right, you know, the, the, the trick is to work out a way to try and do that where you can grant other people being and allow them to be themselves. And then you have to manifest that and, and maintain it for an hour and a half or an hour to an hour and a half, almost two hours some nights in a way with all these other people watching. I wouldn't have realized how draining that experience was. I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly, but it's it's taken up way more of my energy, mental energy, than I ever thought. Um, and it's been exhausting. But in that process, I've started to notice something. I've started to notice something that keeps coming up time and time again. And it's something that we've all come across before. But it's this idea about magic and art. It is constantly coming up. Is magic and art? Is it not? And it it has come up in a number of the conversations with um, some of the individual people that have actually come on to talk with me. It's come up in emails that we've had, in questions that we've had. And I mean, I've written about this before in the past. I mean, here I am now talking about it. But to me, instead of trying to sit and talk whether about whether or not magic is an art, or it's not, to me it's like, why, why are we asking this question constantly? I mean, there are people that strongly feel that magic is an art, regardless. There are people that feel it isn't. There are people that feel it can be. There are people that feel it doesn't matter. It depends on the individual and, and if they're an artist or not. There are people that feel that, you know, there's all these different ways that you can approach and tackle that debate. And I think to me, what's interesting is that the, the, the fact that the community is constantly having this type of discussion reveals that there is an anxiety about this subject and about magic itself at the heart of the community because you have some people that are seeking to promote that idea of magic as an art or them as an artist um, because maybe they feel it gains them more prestige um, and maybe they're trying to seek this high status kind of stamp of approval this higher authority and then you've got others who use that argument as an opportunity to attack or dismantle that that they perceive as pretension um you know by mere virtue of the question being asked and then there are people that don't care but it keeps coming up and i think that what it reveals more than anything else is an anxiety uh, within ourselves about magic and you know i mean here's the thing let's imagine that we all sit around and we agree that magic is an art right i mean th that doesn't necessarily what does it really change it doesn't necessarily make magic any better you know does it what does it really do does it make you an artist if that's the case um you know if we decide it's not does that make it worse i mean i don't really know what it changes it just becomes about definitions and labels and it's like magicians become very concerned with how to label that process. Um, and 
it you know it also doesn't stop it being bad if we decide it's an art it doesn't it doesn't make it good immediately if we decide it's an art you know the the the, the kind of distinctions definitions the delineations are very very difficult but it's the fact that this conversation keeps coming back you know i just don't know really what it changes what it what it achieves i'm not sure if it makes better performers better artists i don't know what it does because essentially it's just a label and i i just think that there are there are better things to be doing with our time you know we could just be looking at whether it's good or not or ultimately whether or not it's making you happy you know i just think that for me the ultimate goal is to find a way to enjoy that journey and then have meaningful connections with the process itself with what you're doing and with others and i think that that to me is the true goal that has to be the true goal um and whether it's an art or not whether it is or whether it is to you or whether you're an artist i don't know does it matter you know um and i ultimately like i said i think it's a search for meaning and happiness from the individual but i just don't think you can find that solely in the work you know i think you have to have that connection with other people and i feel that i mean doing this process myself talking here to you guys on the m word or doing these things on instagram live has also made me appreciate magic more by having more connections with people it's definitely helped that you know i also had an exchange with someone um privately uh this week uh you know who's so concerned with themselves and as an artist and the artistic value of their work and the artistic value of other people's work that they for me in my opinion they've kind of lost sight of what's important you know they've lost sight of their own personal happiness and had become oblivious to the human connection underneath and the connection to others you know so concerned with art that they've made themselves and others almost irrelevant and i can't help that but feel that this position ultimately won't bring them any happiness and they'll end up being even more distanced ironically in this time than any social distancing you know will ever bring they'll become much more distanced and disconnected you know as a result and i think that the the if you were to look at whatever an art is it's just the fact that we're all here engaged in a creative activity now i'm not saying that's an excuse for bad work or sloppiness or any of that stuff but it's just interesting that there seems to be this you know a constant search for whether something is or it isn't and what the delineations are and who's good and who's not i mean I'm, it just feels like it comes from a place of insecurity i'm not even sitting here trying to define what is art and what isn't i kind of don't really care um but it's interesting to me that people are always having this debate and this discussion um you know i mean i love magic i truly love magic but you know i mean ultimately magic doesn't give a shit about me or you right it doesn't it can't it's non-thinking non-feeling it doesn't have a personality if, if anything, it's a manifestation of our thoughts and our engagement with it. It isn't this external thing. And so you 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 have to be in control of it. I mean, you know, I, I take magic very seriously, more seriously than I can communicate. But I'm also playful and curious with it. And I value my human experience above it. Um, you know, it's that thing, I've said this before, you know, I take magic seriously, but I don't take myself seriously within it to some extent 
Uh, partly because, you know, I'm not a fucking idiot and partly because I'm a fucking idiot. You know, I, there's a separation between myself, the work, other people, all these different stuff. And I think so many magicians struggle to um, get a grasp on who they are, who the community is, what their work is. And, 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 and I, I think they just they take it a bit too seriously and they become unhappy. And I think the genuine connections and exploration, uh, communication, all those things are, are bigger than you. And I think that, um, you know, I think that the point to me is kindness and happiness, right? I mean, to me, that is more respectable, more valuable and rarer to find than art. So, you know, if you can do great work that people enjoy and they love it and you really work hard on it, that's great. But ultimately, you lose if you're not happy. And I think you're also not doing everything you can if you're not kind of doing it with kindness, if you're not you're not also doing it with love for, for yourself, the art, and other people around you. Um, yeah, and I think what's really interesting is that these these conversations that I'm currently having here and on Instagram are showing me that that you know a lot of people are looking for acceptance and security, and they're looking for happiness ultimately, but in the kind of the wrong place. You know, they're looking for a place to arrive, and you know maybe that's not our community, maybe that's not magicians, maybe that's people, maybe that's human beings in general. Um, but it's. It's just interesting that it's always there under the surface. There's this bubbling sense of insecurity, anxiety, and ego un under the surface of it. And I think the goal should be to find a way to be in control of that. I don't think you find happiness or control of those things by by pursuing definitions of art and and within the work itself. You know, and I mean, it doesn't matter what you do. You, you know, if you want to satisfy artistic, financial, social needs, all those different things that you have. It's hard and there's normally a compromise somewhere and that's okay. In fact, it's almost inevitable that there's going to be a compromise somewhere. Um, but you have to be aware of those things and be willing to go there. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think the goal is balance, right? Isn't it balance? Isn't it partial acceptance, partial compromise, partial balance, you know, um, partial discipline? You know, there's, there's a lot of different factors, but ultimately I think it, think it's about balance i don't know i didn't want to have such a serious discussion <laughs> oh dear i don't know maybe i'll just let me shuffle cards instead there we go oh, well that sounded terrible that sounds better there we go oh man yeah it's been a very it's a very interesting thing i don't know i mean i'm always looking for I'm always looking for a deeper understanding of something. I'm always looking to go deeper into that process and, and gain more knowledge. And it doesn't mean I think of myself as someone with all the knowledge or I think of myself as necessarily understanding it more than others. I don't even care, really. I just, I want to feel stimulated and happy at all times. That's what I'm trying to go for. That's not always the case, but that's what I'm trying to go for. And I think that, you know, all of us to some extent are in a state of process. You know, we're we're not at a fixed point. We're always on that journey, and there's going to be risk, reward, experiment, experiments, mistakes. And I think if you're looking for definitions and answers, um, 
I don't think you're necessarily going to get what you want. You know, I, th I, th I think you should be more looking for questions, you know, deeper connections, more honesty, and then a way to find balance and then hopefully happiness. And I, d I don't really, I'm not trying to talk from a position of some kind of strange tree huggy Zen master. It's all about ha happiness and balance, my friends. But I kind of think it is, you know, like, isn't that what we're trying to search for in everything that we're doing is a sense of happiness, I think. And I think that if we shift our goals more towards looking for those things, it might help us. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's very, very, very interesting. Um, I think that... I mean, look, I've, I've had some brilliant conversations over the past week. Two weeks, sorry. Three weeks even, sorry. With people from all over the place, with different different concerns, different worries, fears, abilities, skill sets, uh, agendas. Um, and ultimately, you know, what I've tried to hopefully have with all those people is a real conversation. And in doing so, see who they are and what they're about and why they do what they do. And, you know, maybe find something interesting in that space. And I think that you know, there's all these people often in the chats shouting, do card tricks, do this, and, you know, insane stuff. Some people saying stuff just to get noticed. Some people, you know, notice me, notice other people saying stuff because they just have a a want and a desire to see something, um, regardless of where the conversation is going. Um, other people have a sense of entitlement over that. I mean, that's another, that's another separation as well. I'll tell you this, this is really interesting, and I'd be like, I'm only going to be saying this to you guys, but... It's interesting that, you know, I'm trying to have these conversations with people that are real. And so wherever the conversation goes, it goes. If it goes into moves, if it goes into magic stuff or whatever it is, or or, or philosophy or psychology or history or their, their beginnings, whatever it is, I just want it to go where it goes. So it becomes authentic and real. But what's very interesting is this is is a sense of entitlement and expectancy that comes from people. Um, you know, I've had just emails from people saying, or, or, or DMs just going, do this. And that's it, full stop. Or next time, do this. No sense of high, no sense of normal etiquette, whatever. Just this sense of complete entitlement as, as oh, I didn't like that. Next time, do this. Don't do this. You know, really abrupt. And I think, well, how, you know, these are free. These are free, these chats, these conversations, these things. They don't have to be anything. They can, you know, and isn't it good that these that these are real and authentic? Isn't that a good thing? I mean, look, I'm only talking about the minority, but it does it does show sometimes that um, there are all these different competing interests within magic. There are people that are just solely concerned with getting what they want, solely concerned with um, gratifying what some internal need. Um, there are other people that want to want to promote themselves and and show that they're they're uh you know accept i don't know I, th I think everyone is searching for acceptance they just want to be noticed and want to be loved you know wherever it is i i'm, I'm not sure what i'm even going on about like i said at the moment <clears throat> at the moment it's such a crazy time it's so hard for me to get a handle on what what's happening in the world and where we're going 
But every day I'm just thinking, right, we're going to, you know, I want to talk to another person. I want to try and get a really good conversation out of that. I hope people enjoy that. Um, I tell you what, we had an, I had another convers uh, an email this, what I think was, I can't remember now, from someone saying, I think it's outrageous that you would do this as, you know, as a way to market yourselves in a time of crisis. And I sat back and I was shocked. I was, you know, I, I spoke to my wife about it. I thought, man, I don't really care about having to answer that question. I didn't really even want to dignify it. I mean, yes, we're going to get a lot of attention on us for doing what we're doing. I get that. But the goal, 100% was, let's see what we can do in this time. And we did this before the lockdown in the UK even happened. You know, let's see what we can do to give as much back as we can right now. It felt like to me a time when people were scared and didn't know what's happening. I thought, look, the least I can do is do something. And we were in the middle of filming some stuff. And I thought, look, let's just start having conversations with people and we'll see what emerges. And it was it was the cynicism that was at the heart of this person's question and this person's interaction that just, uh, you know, it just made me feel that they're not happy as an individual. You know, uh, and I, I think that's what happens when we're not happy. When we're not happy, we attack the rest of the world, and we we attack the things that we see in ourselves. And um, yeah, it's tricky. It's a very tricky time. I think, you know, my friend Danny Buckler, who who's been on the show, uh, said this to me a couple of weeks back, which I think is very interesting. He said that you know when people are squeezed, you know, <laughs> this gonna sound disgusting, <clears throat> but their insides come out. Like what's inside comes out. So if you're a good person. And you get squeezed, like good stuff comes out. You know, if you're a bad person and you get squeezed, bad stuff comes out. And the things that squeeze you are many things. Pressure, uh, fear, you know, the current climate. And you tend to find that, you know, people's true nature can emerge under times of pressure. So I also have to give quite a lot of people benefit of the doubt sometimes when they're doing that. But it but it is it is hard. It is hard to 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 maintain um doing stuff sometimes when you have so many people shouting at you with a sense of expectancy or entitlement or negativity and um look you know i'm not mother teresa and but at the same time I, i'm this is making me feel good like talking to you guys talking on instagram putting out free stuff and helping people is making me feel good so there there is a reward i'm getting for it and therefore it started making me think about that social value that social connection and it started making me see in others that don't have it. It started making me see that I think that maybe part of that at least is because they are separating themselves in this in this lonely in this world. And I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on for a lot of people. And it's 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 very tricky. And part of me wants to talk about the situation that's going on in the world, and part of me doesn't. I mean, like I said, if you go back to the first few episodes of this podcast, it might sound like I'm being incredibly flippant and cavalier with the situation that was going on in the world, but it really wasn't at that point. It hadn't even happened over here, and I was just jokingly talking about zombies at a point when the conversation wasn't even around. Then it started creeping up, but it felt like it was in a distant land, and I was talking about prepping and stuff, but it wasn't real. All of a sudden, it's kind of become real, and we're all in this very strange space, and yet... I still want to talk about magic. I still want to talk about magic. I still want to want to um, connect to other magicians. I still value what that is. Um, and that's, I suppose it's been revealing to me about how much I love magic. It's made me question things that I, I feel about it. It's made me look at the community in new ways. And I, I think, and I wrote an essay for, for another magic company about this, but I think it's an opportunity for us to 
recalibrate and transform you know if we can try and be positive with the situation and and you know obviously it's terrible when there there are some bad things happening in the world but you know to use it as an opportunity to connect and recalibrate how we look at what we do um uh you know i mean the honest to god people often often ask me about magic and what's the best trick i've ever done and you know what are your favorite things and blah 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 and this all but i mean honestly this is going to sound cheesy possibly the stuff that i've been doing over the last three weeks these conversations and these lives and all this stuff they're possibly the most magical things i've ever done and i think that to me it might it might be the discovery of real magic i mentioned this at the top it might be the discovery of of real magic which is that you know, I'm lucky enough to have a tool and a space for discovery and transformation. And that's a very rare thing. You know, um, and I think a lot of us should should really value what we have. They said, what a wonderful art we have. What, a, what an incredible... We have such a rich history, thousands of books and, and visual stimulus and technique and timing and psychology and the ability to use this art form to connect with others, right? And we have this huge community around us of people that share that same passion. And I think that, you know, I've involved myself with that in a new way. And to me, that's been a deeply meaningful thing. But it's also shown, I think, some inherent insecurities that we have, this obsession with the idea of art. Um, I think I might be wrong. I could be talking utter bullshit, but if I feel like it comes from a place of insecurity, and I think that that place of insecurity is also where a lot of other issues probably come from within our community. Um, like I said, maybe that's people. I don't know. Maybe this time we're in now is a time to change that. Ah. I don't know, man. I have no idea how to end this. I have no idea. It, feel, it feels like I should end this now. May, oh, maybe I'll do this. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a way to do it. We'll do this. No, that's fine. It's not Groundhog Day. I'm sure it'll all be fine. That feels like a depressive thing, depressing thing, but no, it's all fine. It does feel a little bit like that when we've been spending so many days indoors and it is very, very difficult for people. But look, you know what? Here's what I'm going to end on. I want you guys to send some suggestions um, to Studio 52 Magic uh, or the M word at Studio 52 Magic with things that we can talk about that you think in this time will be really uplifting, will really helpful. Like, Do you want me to go through some kind of I don't know, stuff specifically in books? Do you want me to um, look at some techniques and just some suggestions of things to talk about? I mean, look, I've got a whole list of things that I would want to talk about. I mean, this podcast now today is a cathartic release for me. It's just me literally freewheeling, talking on the mic about the experience I've had over the last few weeks. Um, but <clears throat> I'm also interested in from your perspective, what you think might be really useful to you in this time. Um, yeah, and uh, if we do that, I'll see what I can fold in. Apart from that, you guys stay safe, uh, stay indoors, wash your hands, and uh, we will meet each other soon on the next episode of The N Word.
This was a Studio 52 production. For more information, visit studio52magic.com or find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Studio 52 Magic. <laughs>